You are listening to the TJRS Radio Network. The serious side of the J. Rouse Show is coming up next right here on the TJRS Radio Network online radio at its best. You are listening to the TJRS Radio Network. 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 No more, it's none of my business. No more, I'm sure they'll work it out. No more, boys will be boys. No more, I'll say something next time. No more, why didn't she tell anyone? No more, she was flirting with him. No more, she's too smart to let that happen. No more, not my problem. No more, he didn't mean it. No more, why doesn't she just leave? No more, he said he was sorry. No more, she was drunk. No more, she was asking for it. No more, she seems just fine to me. No more, she should have been more careful. No more, we don't talk about that. No more bystanding. No more ignorance. No more excuses. No more. No more. No more. WWE Superstar Big Show here to tell you if you've been drinking, get a ride. Take a cab. Find another safe way to get home. Cops all across the country are cracking down on drunk driving. They will see you before you see them. Drive sober or get pulled over. Online radio at its best. Online radio at its best. Hey, 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 good If you're ready, map of the south. I'm telling you, I am first very honored that you would join me tonight. He has a very limited time spot, so we want to bring in Mr. Alan Farrell right away. Hey, how are you, Kathleen? You know what? I'm going to make you do what I do, baby. Man, what's crack-a-lackin', baby? What's crack-a-lackin'? It's time for the serious side of the Jay Rowe Show. Don't try to call me out, princess. You can take your love and true purpose and stick it. She's a bitch. You are listening to the TJRS Radio Network. Network. Live from NPR News in Washington, I'm Giles Snyder. Church bells rang out across France today to mark the end of the First World War, as they did a century ago. NPR's Eleanor Beardsley reports that President Trump and more than 70 other heads of state are in Paris for the event. On the 11th hour of the 11th day of the 11th month in 1918, the guns fell silent. The devastating four-year war that was supposed to be over by Christmas killed millions of soldiers and civilians worldwide. The toll was especially heavy in Europe and France, where much of the war was fought. More than three million French, German, and British soldiers were killed, and a whole generation of young men was lost. The U.S. entered the war in 1917, three years after it had begun, but its presence was decisive. America helped its weary French and British allies turn the tide. Today's ceremony under the Arc de Triomphe in Paris will bring an end to four years of centennial commemorations for what was then thought to be the war to end all wars. Eleanor Beardsley, NPR News, Paris. The activist group FEMN is claiming responsibility for disrupting President Trump's motorcade while the president was being driven to the ceremony. At least one topless woman with slogans written on her chest reached security before being apprehended by police. Thousands remain under evacuation orders because of the wildfires burning in Southern California. Officials say more than 100 square miles have burned north and east of Los Angeles. 
including Malibu, where Laura Katamaki Hurd's home was among those burned to the ground. It's carnage. It's just awful. And I mean, I know I'm not the only one. I, you know, I have clients, I have friends. They're all, you know, going back and forth, just sending pictures of devastation, really. It's, it's awful. And authorities say two people were found dead in Southern California, and with more bodies discovered in the fire that destroyed the Northern California town of Paradise, a statewide death toll has climbed to 25. Strong winds expected to return today. The suspended West Virginia Supreme Court Justice Alan Lawfrey has stepped down following a year-long scandal and a federal conviction. West Virginia Public Broadcasting State Mistich reports that Lawfrey's resignation comes as lawmakers were again set to consider his impeachment. Governor Jim Justice had called for another special session on Lawfrey's impeachment that was set to begin Tuesday, but Lawfrey resigned before the proceedings could take place. The House of Delegates impeached the embattled justice a first time in August for lavish spending on office renovations, using state resources for private gain, and failing to provide administrative oversight of the court. He had been set to stand trial in the state Senate until an opinion from an ad hoc bench of the state's high court ruled his and the impeachments of three other justices unconstitutional. Lawfrey was convicted in October on 11 counts of federal charges, including fraud, witness tampering, and making false statements. The sentencing is set for January. For NPR News, I'm Dave Mistich in Morgantown, West Virginia. And you're listening to NPR News. Coming up next on the serious side. Last night, the Republican Party defied history for the midterm and midterm year. We also had a staggering number of House retirements. You had some that decided to, let's stay away. Let's stay away. I'm not sure that I should be happy or sad, but I feel just fine about it. Carlos Cubella, Mike Kaufman. Too bad, Mike. Mia Love gave me no love. And she lost. Barbara Comstock was another one. I mean, I think she could have won that race. Peter Roskam didn't want the embrace. Eric Paulson didn't want the embrace. Whose fault is it that there In was In Jeff Lake's case, it's me, pure and simple. I retired him. I'm very proud of it. If the Republicans won, and let's say we held on by two, or one, or three, it would have been very hard out of that many Republicans to ever even get support among Republicans. And the closer it is, the worse it is. I'll be honest, I thought it was a I thought it was a very close to complete victory. From a deal making standpoint, we are all much better off the way it turned out. Thing within my power and I will use my voice uh, in ways that I think try to lift this debate that attempts to raise us out of um, the tribalism that sometimes tends to take hold. Um, I will every day remind my supporters what this is about, uh, and I think it's incumbent upon all of us, all the candidates uh, who remain in this uh, now recount process, that we will uh, compel people toward our better angels uh, as we do what is right uh, and what is in the best interest of the people of our state and the people of our country, and that is to reassure hope uh, in the democratic process, uh, not to undermine it and certainly not to shred it. Good afternoon. My name is Allegra Lawrence Hardy. I am chair of the Abrams for Governor campaign. And I have been working hard with the lawyers that we've put together 
to form our litigation team to ensure that the constitutional rights of every Georgian are upheld. I am here today with members of the team, those who are leading our team, and who have been working tirelessly to help us strategize and develop options to ensure every vote is counted. Two days ago, the president named Matt Whitaker, as you know, for that position after he fired Jeff Sessions. Today, after two days of stories about Matt Whitaker's past involvement in an apparently shady company and his numerous past comments about how to slow down or end the Mueller investigation, now the president is saying he doesn't even know Matt Whitaker, which is sort of surprising because previously he had said he did know him, and he said it on television. It was actually live. Many human beings with ears that worked actually heard it. One of the fires is burning in Thousand Oaks, which was also the scene of a mass shooting this week inside a country bar. Twelve people were killed before the gunman took his own life. Welcome to the serious side of the J. Ryle Show with Miss Kathleen Williams, Mr. Jerome Esprit, Mr. L.E.S., and the official texter of the show, Mr. Johnny D. Now here is your host, J. Ryle. Good Sunday morning to you folks. Today is November 11th. Happy Veterans Day to all my compadres out there. And welcome to another edition of the serious side of the J. Rouse Show, which happens every Sunday morning right here on the TJRS Radio Network online radio. And it's best, of course, like the man said, my name is Jay. I'm your host. Thank you so much for spending a portion of your Sunday morning with us, whether you're preparing for church, whether you are on your way to church. Whether you're just sitting out enjoying a good cup of coffee Glad you guys are in the house But as always, I never sure to stay by myself Let me introduce you to my uh, just brothers and sisters That's what I'm going to call them, my brothers and sisters They are in the house to bring you all the information that you need And that you expect here on the serious side First up, she is, once again, the most beautiful voice in radio I love this woman to death She's my sister She's my honorary frat sister, you know. I'm not frat, but I try to claim every now and then she's an author. She's an attorney. She is a pastor. She is just wonderful. Let's say good morning to this very beautiful woman. And let's not forget she's a mother, most importantly. Let's say good morning to Miss Kathleen Williams. Good morning, Kathleen. How are you doing? Good morning, my honorary fry brother. How are you doing this hey! morning, Jay? <laughs> I'm doing outstanding. Thank you so much. Thank you. I appreciate it. Thank you. All right, let me bring in my other sister. I'm not sure if she knew I was going to call her, but I want to hear her mouth before she steps into place of worship this morning. I call her Vanessa Maybelli from the Macinelli. She's my colleague from the J. Ryle Show, but I love this sister so much. Let's bring her in. What's going on, Vanessa? Good morning. How are you, my love? Good morning, Jay. Good morning, Miss Kathleen. Good morning, Vanessa. How are you doing, sis? I'm good in you, thank you. Great, thanks. And the man who gets the first and last word here on the serious side, the one and only Mr. L.E.S. Good morning, sir. How are you doing? Good morning, good morning, sir. And how are you doing this morning? And good morning, Soror. And good morning, Good morning, NASA. Brett. Good morning. Uh, I don't know why that makes me twinch every time I hear that, but that's all right. They got their thing. All right. The number is 347 Of course, our colleague, Mr. Jerome Esprit, 
smartest man in the world, who also brings us on a need-to-know basis right here on the serious side on a weekly basis, usually joins us after his clear channel radio commitment. Our uh, resident texters in the house as well, Johnny D. So we'll be hearing from the man. Hopefully he'll tune in. It's been a, just a heck of a week of inf- information. Let me say what's up to Momo. I see you, Momo. Good morning. Good morning to all the people out in the chat, people out there on social media. Thank you so much. I looked at our numbers this past week, and our numbers doubled. I'm like, wow, what happened? I forgot there was a show Tuesday night. Uh, Afterthoughts, the very special edition of the series side. It happens uh, when special events take place, and I want to thank everyone who participated in that show. Unfortunately, I was out of town on business. I did. I was able to call in for a second, but uh, I wanted to be there, but I heard it was good, and our numbers increased by the week, so I, that tells me that people were tuned in. The number, once again, is 347 Man, do we have a lot to talk about, and I'm pretty sure of what I heard of Tuesday's show, you know, we were saying one thing, but now, almost a week later, we're saying something else. So I can't wait to get into that conversation. That's first up on the docket. Second set, we're going to have a conversation about, we're going to continue this conversation, but we're going to also take a look at, you know, what happened, what's going on in California, you know, the shootings, the fires. Man, they just can't catch a break. And, of course, Jeff Sessions is out. Uh, Trump put one of his Trump stooges in. We'll just we'll just put it all. You know when you go to Salate, Mr. L.A.S., and they just throw all your ingredients in one bowl, and you just mix it up real good. We're just going to talk this morning until the bell goes off. So whatever's on our mind, as long as we stay within these parameters, we can have that conversation. Once again, 347-850-1272 is the calling number. Let's get it started. Okay. Mr. Elias, you were here, and I want to say thank you so much for hosting Tuesday's show. Thank you to everyone. Thanks to everyone who showed up. I heard some of it, but my my uh, my my uh, sales service was very bad where I was located. Uh, so I know you guys probably had a different conversation Tuesday, right? From what we're about to talk about today, because Tuesday <laughs> night. We were looking at the big three races, and, and you know, Democrats, and I heard from Democrats, people sent stuff in, and I'm, I'm, not, and I'm not sure if they responded on social media. We have to wait until Jackie comes in to see if we had anything from there. But I know the places that I usually interact with folks, and man, they were, oh my God, the Democrats blew it, the Democrats this, that, and the other. But they were looking at the big three races, Mr. Elias, Beto, Abrams, and Gillum. And when you look at what President Trump said the following day, if you follow what was going on on Fox News, they were like, yay, 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 we have won, we have won. But, Mr. Elias, let me go to you. What were you guys talking about on Tuesday night? So now let's do a re- – let's back it up. So if the conversation that you guys had on Tuesday night, if you knew the information that you now know, would – that conversation on Tuesday night been a different conversation, Mr. Elias? No. No. Really? No. So, okay, because no. I missed. So that means you guys were fired <laughs> up that the Democrats won, so everybody was fired up on that show on Tuesday. So it, it, there wasn't this, oh, my God, we're not going to, you know, we didn't have a good night. That wasn't the sentiment on Tuesday night. No, we, we, were, we were excited that they won the House, but I, I really was expecting the Senate, to be honest. I really was. I was, well, I was really expecting the Senate. That was a crazy man thought, Miss Elliot. It's just no way. Nah. The path was just too hard. It would have been. It, it was, was hard, hard, but I still, I was still expecting it. I was. I, okay. I was expecting some 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 people to step outside their comfort zone, and and, and do what was right. 
I, I really was. I, I thought that the American people, uh, especially in Indiana, you know, because I, I, I was looking at Indiana. I, I didn't expect them to lose a seat, but they did. Because even in, in, in our little town of Gary, Indiana, the po- I mean, these polling places were packed. So it was what it was, man. You know, I was expe- I was definitely expecting that. I was expecting that the people that had their good sense to come on out. I really was. I expected the rural areas so, to stay like it was, but I expected the inner city people to come out and vote. I expected it. I expected it in full droves. But see, but see, but see, Mr. Elias, and let me go to you, Kathleen, here, because that's that, that's where the mix-up has always been, right? People talk about the inner city. The inner cities always vote Democratic. We talked about this a couple of weeks ago, how the nation, since, I don't know, since the mid-'90s, they have voted Democratic. You know, I mean, 7% of uh, the votes that went out, I mean, the Democrats won all total collected votes on Tuesday night by 7%. So when we say the urban areas, the urban areas always vote Democratic. It's the gerrymandering is what really prevents this whole thing from just being a total just shellacking by the Democrats. But the bottom line is is that we can say what we want to say, but Democrats had a pretty good night on Tuesday night. Now that the dust is gone and everything's, oh, Mr. Elias, they, I'm, I'm sorry, uh, Kathleen, the Democrats had a pretty good night when we started looking at some of this, some of these reportings and some of the things that have, some of the activities that have been going on uh, since Tuesday. Do you not agree with that statement? Oh well, remember, I agreed with it before we even got to election day. Absolutely, we did. We had uh, the. the <laughs> The Democrats had a, a great night on Tuesday, and we're still having a great night because, in one way, there's one way that you can always tell that the uh, Democrats are doing well is when you look and you see the Republicans uh, acting as though they have they're bipolar and have all kinds of mental health disorders because they're. they're freaking out beyond imagination and making mm-hmm. crazy statements and calling in lawyers and trying to uh, call fraud and all this other kind of stuff. When you see that, then you know that they're being challenged, really being challenged, which means that uh, Democratic uh, uh, candidates are winning and the party is advancing. And in addition to that, I just want to say, though, the um, we may have had a better uh, a better turnout than we even think, because I didn't think I was I was under a really false impression that this voter suppression was not happening in New York City, and I was so wrong. So if it's happening in New York City, this very liberal and democratic state and city rather, New York City, if it's happening here, then it is now it's so widespread and so engulfed in this voter process that more votes are being suppressed than we're even aware of. Because there were so many uh, so many areas here and polls here in New York City, right in, um, in my community, which is predominantly black and um, uh, Latino, there were so many areas where there were lines upon lines upon lines where they're saying, oh, we only have one machine that's working. Oh, the whole poll is going to be closed because there's nothing working in here. Um, we, we couldn't believe it. Couldn't believe it. People showing up and they're not registered, but they've been voting in the same polling location for over 10 years. So, yes, I think that this, 
somebody said it the other day, and I was thinking the same exact thing. We are able to put people on the moon, but we can't figure out mm. how to count one vote for one person in this entire United States. It's intentional. Wow. Three four seven eight five zero one two seven two. Let me go to you, Kath. I mean, let me go to you, uh, Vanessa. So when we, you know, once again, I, I know people were upset with what happened with, uh, I know Tuesday night people were upset about the situation in Georgia, Florida, uh, the fact that in Texas, you know, uh, you know, but listen, uh, Beto, what he did in Texas, that guy really got a lot of Democrats uh, 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 elected downstream. His coattails were very, very strong. And a lot of people were upset when Andrew Gillum, he conceded, but he's withdrawn that now because now that race is heading into a mandatory uh, recount. Stacey Abrams, uh, you know, I think she's trying to make sure that all of those uh, that were cast in Georgia because there are provisional ballots that are cast. And so provisional ballots simply means that, you know, maybe when you showed up to the polling places, you didn't have the information that you needed. They allowed you to cast your vote. And then, you know, and that if your vote is pending based on you going back and making sure that you have the proper material or whatever you didn't have on election day. And so I'm hearing that, you know, the candidate herself, she's on uh, on the telephone making sure that people who actually voted get back out there. Make sure if you, you know, if you didn't have your ID that day, go back up and show up. Um, and so now, you know, people are really starting to wonder what's going to happen. And plus the, the Senate race in Florida, once again, you know, G- Governor Rick Scott, this guy goes on, uh, uh, you know, like we can't have these liberals. I mean, it's ridiculous what these people are doing. Now, at the end of the day, if and when, uh, if they prevail after the recount, then they're going to go back and say, oh, well, the, you know, the, the, the system worked out the right way and, Blah, 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 blah. But before I get a comment from you, Vanessa, Trump is so delusional. He came out after that election and tried to put spin on it, and it was just so ridiculous. I want to play a clip from Morning Joe the Wednesday afterwards where they, I mean, the president had made this statement. I just want to let you listen to the reaction, and we'll talk on the other side. Online radio at its best. I thought it was a, I thought it was a very close to complete victory. From a deal-making standpoint, we are all much better off the way it turned out. <laughs> Delusional. <laughs> they lose a third of the seats in two years nationwide that Obama lost in eight. 333. The worst defeat for Republicans since Watergate. Like, this guy was so bad. <laughs> he was so horrible, so toxic, that actually you'd have to go all the way back to Richard Nixon committing crimes and Republicans having to run under that scenario. It took work. The- Online radio at its best. I was I, I was tickled pink when when uh, when I listened. They watched the clip, and you know when you're in you know when you're in media, when you're in news, you try to maintain some type of professionalism. They just couldn't hold it. They just busted out laughing after this fool stood up in front of reporters and claimed that Republicans had won. When you know once again you heard them say that they lost more seats. Here 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 are the numbers that I want you to to to, to, to really take. Uh, here are the numbers that I want you to walk away with: seven thirty and three hundred. Uh, Democrats changed seven uh, governor's uh, uh, seats. Uh, They won 30 House seats, and they won 300 state legislative seats. 
Vanessa, that sounds like a pretty damn good night to me. What say you? It sounds like a good night to me as well. I'm just a little, um, I was a little disappointed when Gillum uh, got up and made a speech thanking people before the night was even over. I I didn't get that, uh, but he has taken it back. I am really shocked at what went on in Atlanta with with Stacy, um, but I just, you know, I just think that they read that, and the man who he's running against is over the polls. So I mean, it just seemed like they should have made him step away from that position. And yesterday they got on the news and they said the voting people for Georgia got on news and said we don't know what anybody's talking about when they say they found a box of votes in a storage closet. These are the people that's over the voting poll for Florida. We're going to do a recount. We don't know anything about the box of the vote. Uh, so, you know, I just, it's just, it's, there's always a problem. Florida, Jay, there's always a problem with Florida. But let me say this. Beto and Biden would be a good ticket. I see B&B. I see Beto and Biden. Biden as president and Joe and the vice president. We need an old man and a young man. And I can see that Look too. at you. Just Always put, the, put it together. Hey, baby, I, I'm not. I'm just laughing because I agree with you wholeheartedly. I'm not disagreeing with you. I'm I agree already with saying B and B on my Facebook page. B and B, Beto and Biden and Beto. I mean, that's what that needs to be. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Right, <laughs> so, yeah. Sounds I'm good to me. Three four seven eight five zero. Well, listen, you know, the thing is that you, uh, what you're saying, um, you know, and we'll definitely have plenty of conversations or have time for that conversation. There's no doubt about that. I think that, you know, I I never thought of that ticket, you know, but uh, that that may not be a bad winning ticket, uh, to be honest. But there are some other folks that I'd like to see. You know, speaking of 2020, you know, let me swing back around to you, Kathleen. You know, at the top of the show, during our intro, we played comments from Andrew Gillum. Uh, when he he you know once again he did withdrew his uh, cons- his concession, um, and that guy just looks presidential to me. When I see him speak, when I see him, you know, once again he's doing things that the president of the United States should be doing. He said, "Listen, let's all calm down and let's just let the process play out. Let's make sure that every voice is being heard. Let's make sure that we trust our institutions and allow them to work." I mean, a very calming voice talks about our better angels you know you want to talk about 2020 Uh, look that guy the charisma uh just his appearance he reminds me of a dark-skinned barack obama what say you um oh well i i I Okay, let me just calm, regroup. I know, I know, I know, I know, I know. Senator Harris is your girl. I know, I understand. I'm, I'm with you on that. I know. No, how you feel I, it, it's a, it's a, a couple things. One of them I'll just, I'll, I won't talk about right now. But with regards to the presidential, not taking anything away from Mayor Gillum because I absolutely agree with you there. But the bar is set so low right now. 
that, you know, all of wow. us here on this radio show look presidential compared to what we've been looking at for the last year. So, I mean, you know, but I'm not taking anything away from your comment with that. I just thought I would bring that out there. Um, you, know, the, it, it, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, because I don't think there have been many presidents at all who have ever come out in response to um, crises the way this whatever this person is in the White Lunatic, House. Lunatic, maniac, doing. dummy. Yeah, take, you take know, your pick. Any, Just any use whatever word you want. I think yeah. I, I disturbed. Um, you know, really mentally challenged is probably the best thing. But you get, I know you all have seen the response and I'm sure we'll get to that at some point with his tweet to the fire. Um, and yes. in, oh my in God. So, um, you know, this is just not a person who belongs in that position at all. So thank God for um, uh, Mayor Gillum's responses because we need to hear it from someone, you know, uh, somebody, anybody. From a national leader. Where are the adults Absolutely, in the from room? a national leader. Yeah. All right. Uh, listen. Uh, three four seven eight five zero one two seven two. Miss Elias, check with you know Momo B's in Florida, and, and I would love to 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 hear what she has to say about what's going on in Florida. See if she wants to step in for a second and have a conversation with us about that. Um, you know. So anyway. So once again, this guy has lost in the first uh, in his first uh, election. He lost almost. He lost three over three hundred seats for the Republicans. Barack Obama lost. 800 uh, in the course of eight years, and this guy has already lost 300. You know, I just can't see and think about the gains that the Democrats had in these gerrymandered districts. They were able to come through. This is the reason why when people say, well, you know, we need to get more of the urban vote out there, the urban vote, unless they change these lines, and and let me tell you something, the most important to me, what I told you about the numbers, 7, 30, and 300. That seven number is important. The reason why? Because now we can start realigning these districts the way they're supposed to be uh, realigned. Mm -hmm. That 300 number is important because those are state legislators. Those are at the local level, ground root level, where they can start getting this information back or getting the the lives back to where they belong. You know, any time a nation who's been voting Democratic for decades— and yet still, most of the governor's seats are held by Republicans, and you have a Republican president, House of Representatives, and Senate. That ought to tell you something, folks. This is, I mean, this is ridiculous. I've never seen anything like this for people to think that it's okay. And here's the thing: we can talk about the, you know, we can talk about the recounts, and, and you know, we're we're happy that that's happening, and all this other stuff. But what does this tell you that it had to even go to a recount? The fact that there are people in this nation who subscribe to this type of nonsense. And thank God that the, the, the uh, proposal passed to allow you know, ex-felons to now vote. Because I'm telling you, if they were on the rolls this time around, this wouldn't yeah. even be a contest in Florida. Oh, my hmm. God. You check in with her, Mr. Elias. Does Momo want yes. to come in and talk about Florida? Yes, she does. Yes, she does. Bring her in. <laughs> What's going Jeez. on, Momo? Good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning, everyone. I listen to her using her professional voice. I appreciate that for the serious side. How are you doing, my love? I am wonderful. Taking a walk, 80-degree weather, 
chilling with my dog. Yeah. Okay, nobody asked you all that. But we'll give us some information on what's happening in Georgia. I mean, in uh, Florida. <laughs> Had to rub all that in. Okay, whatever. Hey, so talk to us. So now, I'm sure you voted. I'm not going to put you on the spot. But the bottom line is yes, that you're in Florida. Well, well, thank you. I just wanted to throw that out there just in case. If you didn't answer, I was going to assume you didn't. But, okay, so now, <laughs> tell us what's happening in Florida. I mean, what's the sentiment? How are people feeling about what's going on? Uh, you know, are African Americans think, thinking that they're trying to steal this from Andrew Gillum? I mean, what's going on in your neck of the woods? Yes, we definitely think that we were robbed here in my community. But the, I'm not surprised. I'm not surprised at all. We, we all know that Florida has a very nasty history as far as racism is concerned, very nasty, and some things are not going to be, you know, overcome overnight, but the beauty of it all is that I went to the polls, my daughter went with me, she's not 18 yet, she doesn't turn 18 until December, next month, but she still went, she wanted to go, because I took some of her friends with me, you see, our thing down here was, take a friend, take a friend, you don't have to go alone, just take a friend, I wanted them to experience what it was like, I asked one of her friends the other day on Halloween, we went out, and I said, are you going to vote? And she's 18 now. I said, are you going to vote? She said, yeah, I want to, but um, I don't know where to go. My father's going to be working. Well, I said, you can come with me. We live in the same neighborhood. We go to the same precinct. I said, you can come with me. I'll show you how this goes. So we went there, meet my daughter and two of her friends who were able to vote. She wasn't, though. But we all went together. We did it as a, as a little community trip. And it was cool. And I think a lot of people should do that. Now, as far as how it went down, like I said, I'm not surprised. He was close, though. He was really close. And I was so happy. I was just so happy about it that, you know, we didn't, I really thought we were going to win, actually, to tell you the truth. But I wasn't surprised yeah, when they started talking about, oh, miscounts and shenanigans, because that's what we do here in Florida every time. So I wasn't surprised about that. It's just a shame. It's just a shame that somebody can't run for office and win fair and square, that you've got to do all this kind of crap. You've got mm-hmm. to shut in the White House. But we can't get a decent person to represent our community. But what kind of crap is that? Just let the man win. Do whatever you want. Let him win. Don't be going all through hoops to do the, the whole community misjustice. People vote for people for a reason. Their politics, their views, ways to make our community better. That's what I want to see. Somebody yeah. can make change for our community. You, if you're going to vote some ass, uh, if you're going to vote some fool into the White oh House, that's on y'all. I didn't do that. I didn't do it, but when it comes to my community, my school district, my police officers, I want to have my vote count, and I want it to go the way it's supposed to go. Yeah, absolutely. I agree, I agree with you. We live here. We have to live Good. here. Look at you being all professional this morning. Okay, Momo B, will you stand by? I'm going to put you on hold for now. You stand by, and if you want to come on back, I got Covina. That you uh that you uh, that you brought in there. I mean, that was beautiful. I love it. Three four seven eight five zero one two seven. To tell you what we're going to do, let, let's step out here real quick. We're over. Kavita, hold that thought because I know you have some good stuff you want to talk about. I want to definitely hear from you. Uh, hold that thought. We'll bring you in. You'll be first up on the other side. Uh, but I want to make sure that we kind of keep it going. I want to make sure we stay on point here. All right, listen. In this week's edition of In Four Minutes or Less, you know, it's not going to deal with politics. It's going to deal with something that, you know, I know a lot of African Americans, we suffer from hypertension and all these different things. And, you know, we hear all these remedies and things that we should take and do to make sure that, you know, that we live a longer life. Well, I'll tell you what, there's a study that's out there. And I'm not sure if some of the supplements we're taking if they're actually helping us. So take a listen, and it's time for this week's edition of In Four Minutes or Less. Something that you need to know. We'll be right back after this.
We're going to switch gears now. We want to talk about two popular nutritional supplements, vitamin D and fish oil. A lot of people add them to their diet. Research has suggested that both of these nutrients might help reduce the risk of heart disease and cancer. Today, the results of a large new study on the subject were released at the American Heart Association Scientific Sessions in Chicago. NPR's Patty Naiman has the results. There were two major studies. One looked at whether vitamin D cut the risk of cancer or heart disease. The other looked at fish oil. In both cases, the answer was no. NIH scientist Dr. Lawrence Fine. Both trials were negative in that neither trial showed overall that heart disease was lower in those who were taking either fish oil or vitamin D. And the same goes for cancer. There was no benefit of fish oil or vitamin D. NIH funded the study of nearly 26,000 healthy adults aged 50 and over with no history of cancer or heart disease. Some received fish oil, some received vitamin D, others took a placebo. After more than five years, researchers from Brigham and Women's Hospital in Boston were unable to find any overall benefit. But lead researcher Dr. Joanne Manson says there did seem to be a benefit for one aspect of heart disease. The omega-3 fish oil did lower the risk of heart attack by about 28%. And those who appeared to benefit the most were people who didn't eat much fish, as well as African Americans. African Americans had a particularly large reduction in the risk of heart attack, about a 77% lower risk. Researchers didn't investigate why this may be, and Manson says the findings need to be confirmed in future studies. In the meantime, NIH official fine says don't throw out your fish oil and vitamin D. At this point, if one is thinking about supplementation, either omega-3 or vitamin D, I think talking to your physician or to your healthcare provider soon is the next step. Another study looked at whether a highly concentrated form of fish oil might reduce adverse events among people who already have cardiovascular risk factors like hardening of the arteries, diabetes, or high blood fats. Cardiologist Dr. Deepak Bhatt with Brigham and Women's Hospital headed the study. The trial overall found a 25% relative risk reduction in important cardiovascular events such as dying from cardiovascular causes, having a heart attack, having a stroke, being hospitalized for chest pain, or needing procedures such as angioplasty or stenting or bypass surgery. It's important to note the study was paid for by the company that makes the drug. Bottom line, as always, whole foods are the best option for both vitamin D and fish oil. That includes fatty fish like sardines, tuna, and salmon. And for vitamin D, also fortified cereals, milk, and orange juice. Two days ago, the president named Matt Whitaker, as you know, for that position after he fired Jeff Sessions. Today, after two days of stories about Matt Whitaker's past involvement in an apparently shady company and his numerous past comments about how to slow down or end the Mueller investigation, now the president is saying he doesn't even know Matt Whitaker, which is sort of surprising because previously he had said he did know him, and he said it on television. It was actually live. Many human beings with ears that worked actually heard it. Welcome back in Anderson Cooper. Boy, I love that statement. Three four seven eight five zero one two seven two. You listen to the serious side as we uh, talk about the midterms, and like I said, it's just one big salad bowl of information. We're just gonna throw it all in, 
And uh, the bottom line is, we're just gonna let it, uh, just let it marinate, let it respond. Now, before we bring in Convener Man, because I promise Convener Man will be the first on the on the other side of the break. Let me read. Johnny D has checked in, and he talked about Tuesday night. He says, "Look, overall, the conversation from Tuesday, from the Tuesday show, reflected the overall." Outcome. We discussed the races in Georgia and Florida to be determined after the election night. The callers were spirited, but the night went as expected. No, there were no surprises. But as discussed, the night overall went to women in big capital letters, particularly Caucasian women. When the voter demographics are revealed, you will see the impact of this voting group who will prove to be the voters which abandoned Gillum and Abrams. He's right about that. Now, you know, I, I was going to bring that up. White women, once again, you know, did what they did to us uh, with uh, Donald Trump. But in this case, even more so, when we look at the overall demographics, you know, 70% of white men still support the Republican Party and but anyway, I'm sorry. Let me continue to read uh, Johnny's uh, text. He says there are there were several first. Okay, he said there were several first-time minority House members elected nationally. However, the results of the local elections, which was not discussed during the broadcast that night, proved to reflect the protests against Trump. That's right. Seven thirty and three hundred. Seven governor seats were taken by Democrats. Thirty House seats and. Over 300 legislative state legislative seats were taken as well. Like as promises, bring in the man himself, Mr. Kavina. Man, what's going on, Kavina? Good morning. How are you, sir? Hey, good morning. What's going on, people? <laughs> going on, going on, going on, Kavina. What's going on, brother? What's happening? Yeah, my my quick take before I hit hit this road and get my bike here. Uh, I know you. Did. I had last week. I I had predicted 32 seat pickup for the Democrats. I was pretty close you. on that one. Right. Yeah, That's okay. I, 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 okay. I, right? So I was pretty close on that one. Uh, I said Abrams is going to lose. Right? I said Abrams Abrams is going to lose in uh in in Georgia. That it is hard to run run against somebody that's rigging the system. It's hard to yeah. win. I, I heard, he did right? say that. So I and I said Gilliam was going to win. I was wrong on that one. So I checked the Not data. Yet. Right? Wait. Oh, okay. But I, I went back. I checked the data. I, li- I looked at uh-huh. the exit polls. And, yeah. and you know you, you track who 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 voted for who or what, what not. Yep. Check the exit polls for Gilliam versus the same election, the uh, the 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 Democrat versus the Republican, uh, two white men running against each other. Uh, right, they, they were closer. The the big uh. switch that nobody is nobody is really talking about. The big difference was black women. Check the exit poll. So I, we, we've ne- never seen anywhere where black women are voting 20% Republican. All of a sudden, in the Gilliam race, you got a black man running against a white man, a racist white man. All of a sudden, black women are voting for this racist white man at 20%. Was it 18%? According to the poll, I'm just rounding it off. It made 18% for the white for the racist white man. So you look at the margin of error. Really? I mean, the, the difference between winning and losing was ten percent of black women, an additional ten percent. Normally, black women around uh, eight, eight to ten percent vote Republican, but all of a sudden they jump up to eighteen percent against the black man, and that's those same demographic voted nine percent against the, the white uh, against the white Democrat. If, if, if you hear what I'm saying, they doubled the amount of black women that voted. Against Gilliam, then voted uh, against the the black Democrat senator. That's where the difference hmm. is made up. Nobody is talking about that. Uh-huh. I saw 
I saw one person bring that up on national TV, which was a, you know, the the the, uh, the, the, the one that one coon guy on CNN. Uh, he he brought up, hey, all of a sudden it's like black women are, are supporting the Republican. Look at the exit polls, and and, and that uh, you know, that one beautiful black woman on there, Angela Ryan. She was like, oh no, 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 you're, you're she was laughing him off, like no, no, this didn't happen. You you must be. I I went and checked the numbers myself. I checked the numbers. If you don't believe me, check the numbers. Go to CNN, exit poll results, black women, black men, blah, blah, blah. Every place else, all other uh, exit polls show black women supported the Democrat, you know, 90-plus percent, except for one area, and that was voting against Gilliam. All of a sudden, 20% of black women voting. That was the difference why he lost. Wow, look at you bringing knowledge to the show, man As always, Kavina, appreciate you Put your headphones in, be right. safe We'll try not to say anything that's going to just, you know Make you pull over and have to call <laughs> in But you don't have bike rides, sir Stay healthy, man, my man You know, we love you to death, brother Thank you, always, thank you Alright, speaking of uh, someone that we love to death The smartest man in the world just checked in uh, The one and only Mr. Jerome Mystery from MysteryRadio.net And the man who brings us on a need-to-know basis, on a weekly basis. Uh, what's going on, Jerome? How you doing? Good, man. I'm good. How are you? Good morning, Jerome. Jerome. Good morning, my brother. Good morning, people. Yeah, hey, Elias. Well, interesting fact that uh, he uh, brought up. Let me bring in uh, Rich Sister as well. She's here. She's the uh, director of our social media campaign. She's checking in early, so I imagine she wants to comment on what happened Tuesday night. What's going on, Jackie? Welcome into the show. I'm good. How's everybody doing? Doing good. Doing good, Jackie. Thank you so much. All right. Uh, as we continue the conversation of what happened uh, on uh, Tuesday night, um, the bottom line is, um, you know, I talked about the numbers, and it's interesting. You know, I, I tell you, I didn't – maybe during the break I'm going to go back and see can I find these numbers. That's interesting what Kavina Man just brought to the table, the fact that, mm-hmm. you know, more – Twenty percent. Wow. I, huh. I would, you know, I, I thought wouldn't, that. Would not put a lot on that. What, what do you mean? What do you mean? I wouldn't. I wouldn't put a lot on that. I I've seen a lot of exit polls. I don't. I didn't see the ones obviously that he's seen because I don't really look at CNN stuff too much. But you know, I I look at exit poll numbers and try to figure out. You know, it's kind of what the job is, right? And so we try to figure out what trends and what where people are moving. I I, I won't. Okay focus on that, that's a black-on-black crime to me, because the problem is, is that he's not behind because of black women. So there's no, we're not going to go down this road when they're having tremendous victories across the board, and it's because of black women that um, we're in, the, the Democratic Party is in the position that they're in, and we are all in this position that we're in today because of last um, week's election. And even if you look at some place like Twe- Texas, like the Houston area, 24 black women ran for judges and 22 of them won. That's mm-hmm. the number we need to be of talking about. And one of my family. Texas University, Jay. One of my family yeah, won out of, out of Dallas. Really? Congratulations. And that, that is, that's that, what I'm man. talking about. Like, you know, and to spend, like, like to spend our time talking about what black women didn't do, what black women did do is phenomenal. Right? All, uh, everybody who who started that election night and the day after, you know, especially CNN, out of all people, sat there talking about, I guess there was no blue wave, blah, 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 blah. And they're like, wait a minute. What the heck is a wave when when you're taking over, you know, 14 states?
state houses in super major, um, majorities. The Democrats are going to change the um, the, congr- the districts for the congressional districts. When they restructure that, Republicans have no chance in hell generally. Because if well, you look at raw about. numbers, when talk about numbers, you look at the um, overall numbers in the congressional races, and Democrats were voted for over 6 million times or had 6 million votes more than Republicans, that's problematic. So once they get redistricted, redistrict those um, voting congressional districts, you can't make up no numbers like that. So there's a bigger, there's a bigger victory than anybody's seeing coming because, you know, like Elias said this last week, he was like, it's going to be a blue wave. And I, I said, y'all, you can't see what's going on on the ground. And it's not manifesting itself in the bigger, bigger races because even shooting in Georgia, um, you know, we know people are racist. We know there are some black people who don't like black folks. So I wouldn't focus on that too much. The problem is, is that they were fighting in races that they should not have ever been in. And if you look at the numbers generally, we're talking even Republican areas. I mean, at something like 300, it's like, um, I want to say 300 different areas, and we're talking state and congressional races. Everybody swung to the left. So when I look at people like Bernie Sanders or Michael Moore and all of them nuts out there saying, you know what, we, or Michael Moore pretty much was saying, we need to swing back towards um, candidates that were not as progressive, and you're watching all of them win because they were spinning on election night because they were down because of what, what um, you know, Abrams and Gilliam did. But they were so unapologetically um, progressive that those down-ballot state houses mattered, and they took them to the cleaners. So those guys are not failures. There, there's no way that in a professional assessment that you that anybody should have any problems. So that bring this program to a halt, like we did not do something. It's our pathology as black people to always blame ourselves for something that we didn't even do. It's like if black people came out, Hillary would have won. Hillary would have won if she didn't take her butt on TV and draw out her um, concession speech by saying something stupid like, "I'm in here." Um, because even Robert F. Kennedy got assassinated. Like she was saying, she stayed in the race in case Obama got assassinated. That was a 60 minutes interview. That's why black people don't like her. We don't remember that, but we remembered it in real time. She did some little things like that, that black people said, I cannot vote for her. And we were not wrong. For anybody who did not vote for Hillary, they were not wrong. She lost because white women abandoned her. So... We need to put stuff in context, and when we're having conversations, I would rather put them in context so we can see where it is that we stand and what we're looking at, opposed to blaming ourselves every doggone time we win. We can win anything, and it's like, um, I won the sprint, but I could have took two more seconds off. We have to stop beating ourselves up, even in wins. And that's that's the pathology of the Democratic Party anyway. So, I'm not a Democrat. So don't really care, but it's, it's an issue of us having conversations that we should be enlightening. I'm not saying be rosy and uplifting. I'm saying we should still be enlightening because there was a tremendous victory in the history of um, of since the voter age turned from 18 or 
turned to 18, went down to 18 or whatever it was, this has been the most 18 to 25-year-old in the history of elections, in an off-year election, by percentage. That number is historic. It's never been done before. 18 to 25-year-olds have never came out that much in one election season, and they yeah. did. They said the millennials came out in droves. Yeah, and they were like, yeah, they're not absolutely. coming out. They're apathetic, you know. So anyway, we, we really need to put it in context. So I would like to really frame that in a, in a way so that we actually understand what is going on. I don't care what TV spin is and people who have political agendas are spinning towards. We need to see what's going on because it, it gives us a better job of doing assessment on what we need to do and when we're planning. Those of us who are leaders need to do that instead of, you know, being commentators. All right. Well, t- t- tell us how you really feel. Bro. Let's, let's bring Jack here. Yeah, joke it there, boy. Somebody made him mad. Somebody must have did something to his Cheerios this morning. Hey, uh, Jackie, <laughs> come on in. Um, listen, so y- your thoughts of what happened uh, on Tuesday night, um, you know, the bottom line is is that, you know, the number out, I love my numbers, 730 and 300. A lot of people want to talk about how folks were disappointed because they were looking at the big, shiny uh, blue objects in the room. And even though the results from two of those three races are still yet to be determined, the bottom line is that what Beto did in Texas, uh, his coattails were strong. So even though he didn't win, he was able to push a lot of Democrats over the hump because folks went and voted. I mean, I just went and voted a straight party ticket. You know, I'm like, hey, no problem. And, uh, you know, once again, had we not had all these gerrymandered districts are, when we stop giving these rural communities uh, the same uh, power as some of the heavily populated communities, then maybe we can really see what America's all about. But your thoughts on the elections and uh, what you'd like to see moving forward going on, uh, what do you think is going to happen, I guess, in 2019, moving forward with this new Democratic uh, power uh, in Washington now? Um, definitely just uh um, definitely um, just more action, just bottom line, and just to, nothing more than to just cut out all of the ridiculousness <laughs> that's been going on. Um, I'm glad that the Democrats took the House. I'm glad about that. And um, I'm glad that the that they are seeking those recounts because all of the just craziness that's been going on by just the hindrance of the holding registrations and trying to do everything they can to block um, voters. So um, that's that's all I got to say. Uh, now that the, the, I'm expecting hopefully more Democrats to really just um, – be on board with cutting the foolishness. That's all I got to say. Hmm. I I hate to say what it, Jay, but I, I hate to say this, but I I hope they take a page from the uh, Republican playbook and just jam stuff down their throats, man. I really do. No uh, I, You hope that they I, take I really a page do. from the Republican playbook and hope that they jam. Okay. Yeah, I mean, uh, vote, uh, you know, voter laws. I hope they get rid of all that. I hope they go after ta- the Trump's taxes. I hope they go after all that. I hope they're not soft like they usually are and say, "Well, we got to do things." Nope. If you did it that way, we're gonna do it that way. I hope they just jam it down their throats. I really do. 
I that's, really that's why the Kathleen, in. Let me ask mm-hmm. Kathleen the question here, though. Kathleen, when, 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 you, heard, you heard what Mr. Elias just said, right? Um, do you do you agree with that approach? Because you know, listen, one of the you know people talk about what, what infuriates me is when people say, "Well, the Democrats don't have a message." The Democrats ran on health care this time around, which is ironic based on what happened, you know, when President Obama was in office. But I digress. So, so do you agree with that approach? Now that we have the gavel, we're just going to go after everything, and we're just, you know, we're just going to really go after Trump because, you know, one of the things that we saw in exit polling was Americans were like, listen, we don't really give a dang on about what's happening with the Russia and the Mueller uh, probe, which we're going to talk about in this next segment. We don't care about that stuff. We're concerned about the economy. We're concerned about health care. Would it be a flawed approach if Democrats decided to say, okay, we're coming after this guy the way they did, you know, Clinton for Benghazi and all the things they did to President Obama. Now we're going to do the thing. So now, because we're now the we we are now the power of opposition, and now we have one of the branches. We're coming after you. Is that? Do you think that's the right approach to take? Well, I really do think it's the. Um, hold on. I really do think that it's important that we go after what what we know should have been looked at before. You know, we shouldn't be running scared now. Oh, my goodness, don't do too much because they'll think that we're too radical. You know, they were radical. Putting Brett Kavanaugh in the Supreme Court was radical. Yes, they need to do – yes, we need to see his taxes. Yes, they need to make sure that the Mueller investigation goes forward. Yes, they need to make sure that this Whitaker guy gets taken out because he should not – he can't even get a clearance for the White House if they really investigate him properly. So why on earth is he running the Justice Department when he's already being investigated for fraud? Yes, they need to yes, they need to restore democracy. Yes, the adults <laughs> in the room need to stand up and make sure that democracy is taking place in the United States. Yes, they need to prevent us from being a joke around the world. Yes, the dem- the Democrats need to absolutely stand up and make sure what should have been done before and what would have been done under any other presidency takes place right now. Yes, I agree. Ooh, all right. Didn't go the way you said uh, it, did thought, it? <laughs> Oh, no, I mean, no, listen, it's not a C, but see, once again, Mr. Elias, that statement right there, and I'm going to get on you after the show's over <laughs> because I'm not going to air our dirty laundry out on the air, but that statement, you know, I'm the commentator, big guy. I keep the cadence <laughs> of the show. I'm not when I ask questions, they're uh, not my personal opinions, hey, Mr. Hey, Elias. Hey, 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 so that's give you a little Go miniature ahead, check on the air, buddy. Go ahead, Jerome. Go yeah. ahead, Jerome. There you are the lounge at us. Yeah, yeah go ahead, Jerome. Go ahead, Jerome. <laughs> <With the, laughs> wait a minute. What are you all throwing at me now? <laughs> I knew you were trying to get in. I'm sorry. It sounded like you were trying to respond and then then uh, I didn't hear you. Go ahead. Yeah, I want to say this because Kathleen is absolutely right. So so what happens is that Republicans, and they're really, really good at this. They hijack the Democratic Party all the time. So the reason that we're even having conversations like, you know, they better not overreach, they better not do this, they do that, and they they stop the Democrats from moving. They they were saying before, doing Obama, well, health care is going to be dead in the water, it's going to be this. They're just trying to psych you out. So when people keep saying that, that's too much. Just like when people kept saying those progressive candidates cannot win in those rural, in those suburban areas. And they kicked butt. And if this was, again, the biggest landslide in 40 years, 
imagine when Obama lost and he said, I took a shellacking. And then, you know, Bush lost and he said, and he said, like, if this is not a landslide of epic proportions that need to tell you that progressiveness needs to change in this country, like, the people have spoken. Remember Mitch McConnell came up? John Boehner? The people have spoken. So that progressive agenda that those young folks ran on and took, took out veteran Tea Party and Tea Party people, veteran congressmen and Tea Party people, even on the Democratic side, with Ayanna Presley and, and um, um, what's her name, Ortiz. Like, mm-hmm. They took out veterans that said, look, we need to keep moving in a different direction. And they took them out. So don't, don't take your foot off the gas now trying to be scared, trying to get the people who didn't vote for you. They didn't vote for you anyway. And you won. So, so, so you need to press forward on an agenda for the people who supported you. That's why they put your butt in there. And Chuck Schumer needs to go. Yes. Because he enabled yes. Trump. And his whole thing about enabling Trump was, I'm trying to preserve the seats that I have in the, in the Senate. And they lost. So now you're not even effective. You kissed his butt and let all of those federal judges go through because you wanted to Play, play neutral. They need to get a progressive person yeah. in the Senate to start blocking the heck what they're doing and start investigating those fools. Chuck Schumer needs You know, to the only person he really saved was freaking Joe Man- Manchin. Come on, stop it. Yeah. He, didn't really, he didn't really even save him. Joe Manchin, the person who was yeah, running he was all. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Wasn't, you know, please. I mean, but, but, it, but, 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 but what it does but is what, what I wanted please, to do was. Please. Yeah, you know, go ahead. I just real quick, Kathleen, then I'll let you have it real quick. Go ahead. Um, okay. Go ahead. Go ahead, Kathleen. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, because I have to leave. Um, so I just yes. wanted to, you know, say have a fabulous rest of the show, all of you. And I wanted to also highlight what Jerome said earlier. What, what Jerome said earlier about women and uh, black women. And I just was, I, I, I'm so happy that you took that stand. Uh, because I wanted to as well And it's so important that we really hear What he said So if you weren't on the line And you didn't hear Jerome talking about black women And the judges, judgeship And all of the other fabulous things That black women have done in the election Please listen to the show in the archives Love y'all, see you next week Alright baby Alright Kathleen as always Thank you so much Love you so much That is Miss Kathleen Williams The most thank adorable you, person in radio too. Love her to death Alright uh, my, And my frat My, my frat sister that's <laughs> so raw, man. That's so raw. So if you're gonna stay, yeah, stay right stop. Stop. Yeah, whatever. She's my man. friend, sister. All right, three four seven eight five zero one two seven two. All right, listen, we're gonna step out, take a real quick break. On the other side, we'll continue to have the conversation about um, about the elections, but we're gonna also look at what Trump is doing with this whole Sessions thing. I mean, oh my God, this is ridiculous, Americans. You need to wake up and smell the coffee because what's happening, it is going on right in your face. But before we go to break, because Jerome wasn't here, you know, you talked about how this president, you know, when George Bush talked about how, you know, what happened to him in the midterm elections, you know, President Obama said they took a shellac and, and uh, but Trump, that's not what he said. Here's what the president said. And here are the reactions from the people that were on Morning Joe. Online radio at its best. I thought it was a, I thought it was a very close to complete victory. From a deal-making standpoint, we are all much better off the way it turned out. <laughs> Delusional. <laughs> they lose a third of the seats in two years. 
nationwide that Obama lost today, 333. The worst defeat for Republicans since Watergate. Like, this guy was so bad. <laughs> he was so horrible, so toxic, that actually you'd have to go all the way back to Richard Nixon committing crimes and Republicans having to run under that scenario. It took work. Online radio at its best. This guy is a nutball. All right, coming up on the uh, coming up third set, J. Rowe show, uh, the serious side of the J. Rowe show. We'll continue our conversation about the midterm elections. We'll also look at what happened in California from a shooting, from the shootings, fires. Uh, we'll also say hello to some very special folks. You listen to the serious side. We'll be right back after this on the TGR. This is a message for all you teenagers out there who are thinking of becoming babysitters. Go online and take the Babysitting Basics course offered by the Red Cross. Do you know where Mommy and Daddy keep the bandages? You learn how to handle situations like this? It should have never come to this. More importantly, how to avoid them. Do you know where Mommy and Daddy keep the fire extinguisher? This is Kathy's. <laughs> Please, I'm begging you, take the course. She had to go to the store. I guess I'll be okay. You'll learn how to take care of kids, even the infants. This is not how mom does it. Cat food. I'm begging you. Go online and take this course. The Red Cross offers classes that teach the basics of babysitting. In just a few hours, you'll learn how to handle an emergency. The basics of childcare and how to talk to the parents if something should go wrong. Take the course. Go to redcross.org slash babysitting and register today. Welcome to the Health Spot. This is Dr. Tracy, naturopathic doctor. And this week's Health Spot is about the benefits of vitamin D. As the winter months approach and the days get shorter, many of us become deficient in vitamin D. Vitamin D is a fat-soluble vitamin created naturally by the sun. And besides helping to build healthy bones, vitamin D has an array of other benefits. A few include aiding in the building of the immune system, and it can also decrease the risk of high blood pressure. Supplementation with a high-quality vitamin D3 is critical during the winter months and for those who have limited sun exposure. While excessive sun exposure can lead to skin cancer, up to 15 minutes per day is fine for most. And that's your health spot for this week. I'm Dr. Tracy. Have a great day.
One of the fires is burning in Thousand Oaks, which was also the scene of a mass shooting this week inside a country bar. Twelve people were killed before the gunman took his own life. Welcome back in three four seven eight five zero one two seven two. You listen to the serious side of the J Rouse Show, which happens every Sunday morning right here on the TGRS Radio Network online radio at its best. And of course, as always, I want to say good morning to everybody that's out there. Let's say good morning to uh, the smartest man in the world, Mister Jerome Street. What's going on, Jerome? How you doing? Oh, sounds like you have a bad connection, but uh, we can work through that. That's not any better. Uh, maybe he gets that fixed. All right. Uh, doing not good. Okay. All right. Uh, Mr. Elias is in the house. Good morning, Mr. Elias. How are you doing? Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning, everyone. Elias, can we say hello to some people out in the world-famous chat room, if you don't mind, sir? Uh, there's no one in the chat room this morning, Jay. Wow. That's interesting. All right. I'll open it up no early. in the chat room. Kavita man, man checked in. What's going on? I want to say what's up to Mitch. From Wisconsin, Stephen, what's happening to you, Frank? What's going on? Big Mike's in the house. The pastor is in the house. What's up? Al is in the crib. Uh, there's an Andrew. I wonder if that's Andrew Gillum checking in. No, that's not him. Of course, Max here as well. Frank's here. Just good morning to a lot of people. Also, good morning to my very dear friend, Tracy, is listening. Good morning, Tracy. Love you so much, sweetie. Love you so much. And of course, Momo B, you know I love you too, baby. Number love for you. And of course, our resident texter, Mr. Johnny D, is in the house as always, giving us to us, giving the knowledge to us on social media and through his through texting to the show. He's the official texter of the serious style. Let's also say good morning to our director of social media outreach, the one and only Jackie. Jackie, good morning. How are you? I'm doing well. How's everyone doing? Everyone's doing Excellent. well, Jackie. Excellent. Tell people how to stay in contact with the show when we're not live. If you need any more info about TJRS Radio Network, Definitely keep up with us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, and all three pages have the same ending handle, facebook.com slash group, twitter.com, instagram.com slash TJRS radio. And if you want to email us about anything, email us at the serious side at outlook.com. Keep up with us. Absolutely. We just heard from Johnny D. He says, in the world of extremism, entitlement and excuses and servitude has been lost. As a political appointee, your obligation is to serve all your constituents, whether you agree, whether they agree with you or not. The party in power has to use moderation to be truly effective and sustain influence. I agree with that statement wholeheartedly. All right, as we continue along with the third set, um, you know, you heard at the top about the wildfires and the shootings. You know, we can have, I mean, we've talked about shootings on this show for so long. And, you know, gun control, one of the things I know that, you know, let's, let's spend a few minutes here because I thought what the NRA, Ms. Elias, their statement that they put out after that, after those shootings were pathetic. I mean, it just it just goes to show you how this country is divided. You know, and I don't have the tweet in front of me because, to be perfectly honest with you, I didn't think I was going to talk about this, so I don't have it. I can pull it up, but you can go pull it up as well. Because what happened was, and let me just kind of lay the, the, the groundwork for you, uh, doctors 
there were doctors who said that now they look at gun violence as what is it, Mr. L.S.? They said they look at it as a uh, uh, what is the term that they use? God, um, as a um, God, it's some type of I can't remember. I'll look it up, folks. And I'm sorry, I don't have it in front of me. But but they looked at gun violence as being a medical. Um, it's right on the tip of my tongue. Someone help me out with this. Uh, but anyway, they, they put out this information, right? And so the NRA responded back by saying, doctors, you know, stay in your lane. We don't understand what's going on with gun violence. These overhyped doctors. And they made this nasty statement uh, on Twitter. And then all these emergency room doctors came back and responded with comments like, okay, NRA, you know what? Tell you what, that's right. You know what you're talking about because you're right there next to us when we have to sit here and cold red a youth, a young adult who just lost their life and hearing their mother screaming in the background. You stay in your lane. I mean, I, I want to, I'm going to spend some time on this next week and I'll get all my information together because I just thought of this just now. So I don't have any of this information in front of me, but I want to spend some time to talk about how low and disgusting the NRA is. They're just a disgusting organization. And this president has empowered them to say and put out these types of things. You never in the history in this nation um, can recall people putting out this nonsense and blatant with it because this president provides them cover to do these things. It is unbelievable uh, what this nation has stooped to. It's a shame. And we should be ashamed of ourselves for how we have allowed this country to, and I'm going to say we, because we're the people. Even though most of the people that we, most of the folks that we voted for, I know people that listen to listens to this show, they're progressives, they're Democrats, they're uh, independents, left-leaning independents, independents. So, uh the bottom line is is that most of the people that listen to this show, we didn't put these fools in office. We didn't. But the bottom line is that they're dare, Mr. Elias, and there's nothing we can do about it. We can continue to vote, but the bottom line is, is that as long as the, the Republicans control the state Senate, as long as the Republicans control these houses, we're going to have these issues, my man. Well, yeah, we're going to have these issues. Of course we're going to have these issues because the bottom line is, you know, the bottom line is this, man. People don't get out and vote like they they don't they don't vote their interests. They usually don't. I would say you vote your interests. Why would you vote for somebody who's trying to take away your Medicare, your Medicaid, and your Social Security? Why would you vote for somebody like that? Don't don't hand me something about birthrights or birth or, or, or abortions. Please don't hand me that. You know, because half of them are, are for the death penalty. So you do believe in killing. It's just you don't believe in killing an unborn child. So stop it. You know, have a heart. Have a heart to 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 vote what your to vote what your your interests are. To vote 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 where your heart is. Because if you if you believe in the death penalty, trust me by all means, abortion ain't that far off, is it? You know, it's an interesting point you bring that up, Mister Ellis, because I know people that talked about that as well. How. You know, you vote these people in the office because, you know, you're so concerned about, you know, a woman's right to choose or you feel that, you know, abortion is illegal. But once again, and that's an excellent point you bring up, you're concerned oh, about an unborn fetus, but you're not concerned about all these Americans are being killed. Now, for the record, and I know I read this somewhere. Matter of fact, someone responded to this show during the week, and they talked about how that gun was 
purchased legally. They are already trying to def- defend what happened. Oh, that gun was purchased legally. You know, the Democrats once again. Just hey, you know, once again, okay, fine. But you know, instead of you worrying about the the eleven young souls that were lost, or the twelve, the eleven young souls plus the, the I guess the uh, the veteran police officer who lost his life. You know, and we, you know, sometimes you know people think that we bash police officers on the show. We just we bash bad cops on the show. You know, if you're a good cop, we're with you. We bash the ones who are doing things illegal, the ones who are shooting our people for no reason at all. Those are the folks that we go after. So make sure you get your facts straight before you start sending this nonsense to the show. But you know, I, I read during the week once again they're defending. That's the first thing that came up, Mr. Elias. Oh, that gun was purchased legally. Because I know you guys are going to talk about it on Sunday. Make sure the record shows that it was it, it, it was purchased legally. So what do you I want mean, to go that, start? All, you want cookies? That, that's all fine and dandy, but they, these are the same people that won't feed a hungry child. That are blocking. Uh, Trump is blocking so now that, that that you can't feed the children. These are the same people that 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 will block abortion, but when these children get here, they won't feed them. But they'll 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 definitely. Spend millions and billions and billions of dollars into the military that don't even need the money. This is this is what I mean by that, man. They they spend billions of dollars on elections, but they won't spend a, a, a cent to make the, the the economy and give people a fair wage. They get mad when people get paid a fair wage, but they'll spend billions. I mean, the governor's race in Illinois, man, it was unprecedented how much money they spent. Those two candidates. But yet and still, they won't give people a fair wage. We spend money on the stupidest things in the world instead of on people. We won't even rebuild our bridges and roads. Our bridges are eroding and our roads our roads are in horrible shape. But we won't spend money on that. But we'll spend money on, let's get, let's get, let's get, let's get the, uh, the armed forces another tank that they don't really want or need. Or they'll, they'll buy planes that'll sit in a in a field wide so they can so they can please the people that are making more money than anybody else. It's, I mean, this whole system is crazy to me. I don't get it. And people can't. I mean, you can't explain to me how you let a child go hungry, or how you can't create jobs in this country for these people. But yet and still, you can keep spending money on militaries. Ten times more than any other country. And you're going to say our military is depleted? Are you crazy or insane? You know, uh, speaking of the military, happy Veterans Day to all the veterans out there. Uh, you know, uh, you know, you give your life to a faithful, uh, to a grateful nation, and you know it needs to be applauded. You may not agree with the military, you may not agree with the commander in chief, but the bottom line is those young men and women are doing uh, what they uh, sworn to do, and they're, you know, and the bottom line is that that's what they have to do. So, uh, you know, kudos and congratulations, and you know what's happening to all the vets out there. Um, you know, I was talking to um, a, uh, a retired Army general uh, at an event this past week at a veterans event and uh he talked about how the military uh failed to meet their recruiting uh uh, 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 uh goals for 20 uh 20 uh 17 they were 7000 uh troops short and uh, meeting those re- recruiting goals but anyway I want to say what's up to those folks I want to get I want to spend the last 10 minutes here talking about what happened with uh Trump um with the Jeff Sessions quote unquote uh resignation Jerome and, and, you know, one of the things, I never liked that guy. I think he's a racist 
bigot, uh, bastard. Uh, but the bottom line is I will agree on the fact that he made sure that in his resignation letter he put that at your request uh, to make sure that to let the nation know that, you know, he didn't have anything to do with it. The bottom line, the president wants him gone. And this goes to show you if you are a Trump supporter, this is a classic case for you to take a look at. This is the first sitting government, this first sitting senator who endorsed this guy, who really made him a legitimate candidate, so to speak. And you see what he did? Hey, get out of here. I don't need you. Beat it. That's what he does. He uses you until you're of no use to him, and he gets rid of you. So you know what? Good riddance to Jeff Sessions. But let's look at the bigger picture, Jerome, because now he put a guy in there who has already said, look, Mueller, the Mueller investigation is bullcrap. You know, the president should be able to do what he wants to do because he's the king of the United States, not the president of the United States. So now he has a Supreme Court that feels his way, and now he has an, an, an acting attorney general in place. And, and, you know, this is blatant, Jerome. This is blatant what's going yeah. on. How can the American people sit back and watch this nonsense? This is blatant. <laughs> I I don't know. I mean, I'm not even upset with them, right? We we knew we know that guy's corrupt, and you know that he's a liar. But people are scared to call him a liar. We we you Why? know as a democracy, Why? it is our responsibility because. Why? Well, again, why why is Schumer, um, um, talking the way he's talking? You know, saying that he wants to make sure he has a good relationship with bipartisan. Why did Bernie Sanders say? Um, it's not black people are uh, white folks are scared um, to vote for Gilliam doesn't mean that they're racist. Why would he say that? That's just damn stupid. It's because white folks generally will start to pacify other white folks, whether they're racist, crazy, or liars, because somehow they feel like it's uh, um, across the board that they can somehow relate to them, right? And that's how you. The only way you change systems are changing the people. Because what's in them is just in them, right? Whether they see the forest for the trees later, it is not my issue. So when you start talking about somebody like um, Trump, people keep saying, well, we need to respect the office. We need to respect the office. He doesn't respect the office. Sarah Sanders doesn't respect the office. Kellyanne Conway Mm. definitely don't respect Jack because they lie constantly. And they will tell you to your face, oh, that's an alternative fact. No, I'm just saying. Right, and so you're asking me why the media is playing along. And someone just said this on TV this morning. They said if Barack Obama would have done to Jim Acosta what they just did to him and banned him out of the White House, all of the agencies from AP to Reuters, all of them would have boycotted because they stood up for Fox when Fox was blatantly. Um, talking about his birth certificate, his mama. They were doing all that stuff. And when he said, I'm not calling, he said, I'm not calling on Fox. He didn't even ban them. And then everybody's like, well, you can't do that. So all them white folks in the room, systemically, they have a problem with reconciling what the what is ill in them. Right? Because, like, unlike what George Bush did to Helen Thomas, who was 80-something years old, he she sat in the room um, for... Um, was she UPI. She was a UPI reporter, sat right in the front, and she asked that for one question he didn't like, and he sat her in the back. She's 87. She'd been there for like at least five presidents, right? That, the problem is, is that systemically, 
they are not putting themselves in check. And we as black folks can't be, I mean, we are, but we can't just be your social conscious to everything your damn life just because you feel like you're not stepping up to the plate. And we should never feel that way. Because then we start pacifying and go, well, sometimes we do it, sometimes it. we start doing that nonsense. The problem is, is that they need to step up and own this. The, the, all of the, youth, the news networks need to start flashing on the screen. As soon as he says lie, flash it in your bottom right-hand corner of your screen. He, that's a lie. I like that. They need to, I like that. They need to do a real, I like it. Yeah, like a real-time Wait, scroll at the bottom of the screen. I'm sorry. No, no, no. I, I hear you, Jay. Because the thing is, they need to put a real-time scroll at the bottom of the screen. When he lies, somebody needs to be in the newsroom and says, the truth is, they lost by, he lost by 3 million votes. When he says, oh, it was a wave and we did great, and it's like, nope, the congressional races totaled 6 million votes Democrats. They need a real time you know what, Jerome, have a lie detector on but all But you know folks. what, Jerome? I know MSNBC and Alex they'll do that after he speaks. But I like what you said. No, when he's don't. talking, just flash it up right there. You're like, why are you talking? Just this flash is it on a lie. Screen. This is a lie. Flash on the screen, Paul. I love that. Now, right. speaking of, a, you know, you, you brought up that whole thing between Trump and the CNN report. I want to play that because some people haven't heard that. Let's let's listen to this and we'll. Online radio at its best. You know what? Away. That, that's I not an invasion. Should, honestly, uh, I think you should let me run the country. You run CNN. All right. And if you did it well, your ratings well, let me would be ask, much better. If I, if I okay, may ask enough. one other question, Mr. President, if I may, if I may right, ask Peter, one other question, are you worried? Of, that's enough. That's Mr. enough. Mr. President, I, that's well, enough. I was going to ask one of the other folks. That's enough. Pardon me, ma'am. Mr. President, that's. Enough. Mr. President, I had one other Peter, question, if go. I may ask, on, on the Russia investigation. Are you concerned that, that you may have I'm not concerned about anything with you the may have Russian investigation because it's a hoax. Are you, That's enough. Put down the mic. Mr. President, are you worried about indictments coming down in this investigation? Mr. President. I'll tell you what, CNN should be ashamed of itself having you working for them. Terrible person. You shouldn't be working for CNN. You are a rude terrible person. You shouldn't be working for CNN. In Jim's defense, I've traveled with him and watched him. He's a diligent reporter who busts his Well, I'm not a big fan of yours either, so to be honest. The rapper Little John. Online radio at its best. Oh, You know, this wasn't in real life. This would be hilarious. I mean, this would be between black women reporters. Yeah. Oh, we, we go, you know what? No, no, we're going to spend a whole show. No, no, don't don't spoil the surprise, Mr. Elias, because next week we're going to talk about that in detail. I want to give that. I want to talk about that in detail. But I knew that the election show would run a little long. No, no, no. We're going to talk about how he berated three African American reporters next week. We're going to dive into that topic in detail. So tune in next week because we're going to definitely spend time on that. We're definitely going to do as that. As as Jim, I, I want to make sure we get yeah. the proper due. Go ahead, Jerome. Yeah, as far as the Jim Acosta, I don't know if you guys saw, like, some of the images from um, France today. They're flying that baby Trump in the air, the Trump <laughs> with a diaper. They, the reporters should come in there with a Trump and a diaper sticker on them and let him just be pissed. Let him act like a spoiled two-year-old. They, mm. they need to disrespect him because he is disrespecting everybody else. So they, they, he needs to see how out of the norm that he actually is, and everybody keeps trying to cover for him. It's like, well, that's his style. Well, he can be a little, that is bull. They, they need to show him that big baby Trump, and they need to make that T-shirt, and every time people uh, see him, you know, they need to flash that in front of him. 
And let me get this comment here from, from, from you, Jackie, since you're still with us. I mean, I hear a lot of people saying that what the that maybe the the media should boycott the the, the White House. They should just boycott just don't cover it. But isn't that what they want? Don't they want to be able to operate in darkness? Because I mean first I was thinking the same thing. You know what, just don't go to the press press briefing. But hell, it's not like they have them every day anyway. I mean, is that what they want? To just kind of operate without being challenged or being chronicled? Isn't that what they want? Well, that's, that's what it seemed, seemed like, but, you know, you should continue to go. I mean, you know, I mean, he gets more ridiculous as time goes on. And that, I mean, he is seriously unhinged, and that needs to be seen. So, I mean, to not go, it's almost like it's, you know, Mm-mm, no, you need to continue to get in his face and have him deal with the hard questions, you know, that he clearly doesn't want to deal with. All right, let me get final thoughts from everyone on yeah, this particular I, topic. Uh, let me start with you, Drew. Go ahead, Jerome. This could be your can, final can comment. I comment yeah, I'll, I'll make this my final comment. That's fine. I, I just want to say this. They, they, they're going to cover the president, Jack. He's right. They should cover him, but they need to send a pool reporter to Sarah Huckabee Sanders because that's just a communication issue, and they don't have to do that. And I can't remember, I don't like taking credit for other people's stuff, but one of the other reporters, and I can't remember his name, who's white, he said each news organization needs to find a black reporter and send them to his press conferences. And if you don't have well, one, like hire one. Mm. Because... They're making a mockery of the press, and the press is letting them. So they don't have to cover. They can send a pool reporter in for Sarah Sanders whenever she does her her um, her press conference, and then they can just um, cover him. They don't have to even ask any questions. I would cover him and sit there in silence. Okay, you done? They're like, do you have any questions? And they should say no, and then they should go. But they need to do something because they are, are all a part of the Correspondents Association. So they need to solidarily do something. So they can boycott the press conferences. That's a good point. What about you, Jackie? Give me your final thought on this one. Uh, I have nothing more to say. I, just, I mean, he's just... <laughs> he's just, he just, just trumped out, huh? I got it. I'm, I'm with you. <laughs> I'm just, you know... It's, it's ridiculous. I'm just out of the foolishness. That's all I got to say. And hey, Mr. Elias, what about you? Well, you know what? I, I agree with Jerome. He said they'd have a live meter on the side, but yeah, it would be broken real quick. But the bottom line is this, man. Um, you know, I, I got to agree. Like I, like when they said what would stop the NRA from, from uh, let every black man apply for a uh, a gun permit, let every black man apply for a gun permit and get one. They they would change the laws real quick because they you did when the black Panthers had them. I, I I agree. So I agree with Jerome when they said put a put a bunch of black reporters in every every news outlet should put a black reporter sitting right there in front of Trump. He would lose his damn mind. They would lose their damn. They would lose it. 
Absolutely, they would lose them. All right, all right, folks, we're going to step out. It's time for an NPR news update on the other side, Chatterbox. And then we're going to get into, you know, my favorite part of the show on a need-to-know basis with Mr. Jerome Esprit. We'll be right back after this. Don't go anywhere. You're listening to the serious side of the J. Rouse Show. Election workers in Florida are recounting ballots. The Florida Secretary of State ordered recounts this weekend and two top statewide races for the U.S. Senate between incumbent Democrat Bill Nelson and Republican Governor Rick Scott and for governor between Democrat Andrew Gillum and Republican Ron DeSantis. The recount announcement prompted Gillum to withdraw his concession. A Senate race in Arizona and the governor's election in Georgia also remain undecided. A military veteran from Texas was in New York this weekend to patch things up with a Saturday Night Live cast member. NBR's James Dubeck reports that SNL's Pete Davidson faced widespread criticism after he made fun of Dan Crenshaw, who is now a congressman-elect. Pete Davidson said before the midterms that Crenshaw looked like a, quote, hit man in a porno movie. Crenshaw, a former Navy SEAL, served in Afghanistan and lost his right eye from an IED blast in 2012. He only recovered vision in his left eye after multiple surgeries. Some said Davidson's joke went too far. Crenshaw himself tweeted, quote, Vets don't deserve to see their wounds used as punchlines for bad jokes. On the latest show, Davidson apologized and invited Crenshaw to make fun of what he looks like. This is Pete Davidson. He looks like if the mess from Breaking Bad was a person. Crenshaw said there's a lesson here that, quote, America is one another. James Dubeck, NPR News. Voters in the eastern regions of Ukraine, controlled by Russia-backed separatists going to the polls today. They're voting in local government elections that are being denounced by Ukraine's president as illegitimate. I'm Giles Snyder, NPR News. Welcome back, 347-850-1272. It is time for Chatterbox. Final thoughts from uh, from social media and also from our world-famous chat room, Mr. Elias. You're saying that there's nothing in there from the chat room, but I have plenty to read from uh, social media, but obviously I can't get them all in. But let me read a few. Um, and uh, let's see here. I'm going to read the top three. Actually, the top two. After I read the pastor, the pastor, uh, Pastor Stephen Jones, Richmond, Texas, once again, an excellent show. You guys are a much-needed voice for our community. Keep up the good work. You know, Pastor, we always appreciate when you give us the love because you are the man. Appreciate you, sir, listening in. Let's see. Uh, here's one from a guy named Victor Milwaukee. It says, Jerome talks about, okay, here we go. So he says, Jerome talks about cut the media covering Trump but it's okay to blow over issues pertaining to African Americans issues under the cover of black on black crimes whatever dude oh, okay Victor uh, here's one from uh, here's another one here's our guy god they're not coming up uh, okay I can respond to that if here. you want to respond to that while I try to, to pull these others up my screen just went blank go ahead go okay. ahead respond to that so, quick so if you've never heard the show, a black on black crime is when black people criticize, emphasize, or are hypercritical of black people in areas that they will not criticize or analyze white folks in. So when we start unduly focusing on ourselves, when there's 
a thousand more cases in other communities, that is a black on black crime. So understand the difference. We're not talking about the um, general crime rule that white folks commit crimes on white folks and black people commit crimes on black folks. It is the un do un unjustly focus on your own people because you don't want to deal with what's in front of you. That is a black on black crime. And you just committed one. Right, if you're black. I don't think he is. All right, but all right, here's I found one. Okay, here's here's Mike. So the here's Mike. Upset about the black on black crime. Yeah, yeah. Here's Mike from uh, Miami, Florida. He says, I am the Jerome fanboy. Let's end on a happy note. He says, well, look, I love his ideas about black reporters being in the White House press pressers and the real-time lie detector. He should patent those two ideas. <laughs> okay. Here you go. All right. So, so it's time to uh, – let me get to it. So now, guys, you know what time it is. Five, four, three, two. The first lady dazzles on election night in a... Tell me, what do you want me to do? Pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America. All right, folks, Johnny D has checked in. I will read his comments after my favorite part of the show, which is... It is time for on a need-to-know basis with Mr. Jerome is free. Mr. Jerome, man, what do you have on your agenda for this morning, sir? Okay, well... I just for the record, I don't know if you covered all of this, so I'll just put them in. The, these are facts for the record from the, um, the election. Democrats are okay. ahead at about probably, can you hear me? Yep. You think you yeah. hear me? Yes, okay. we can. So, yeah, absolutely. So they're, they're still expected to win roughly about 35 seats. It's not, they're not done yet, but a roughly about 35 house, um, house seats. Um, seven governors, six legislative chambers. It's seven if we count 2017, because people seem to forget about the special elections and the sweeps that happened last year. So we're adding those in there. So we have the House races. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm going to have to take this. Someone's in the hospital, so I need to take this call real quick. <laughs> and um, I, hold, hold on. Okay, go ahead. Now okay. read Johnny D's comments. Go ahead. Here we go. I'll read Johnny D's comments. He says, look, as the sun rises in the east and settles in the west, the annual fire season in the western part of this union will continue to occur. Don't mistake these tragic fires as solely being an act of an arsonist. The fact of global warming and climate change is a part of the equation in spite of what Trump and his regime has stated. I love the fact that he used regime. Uh, my solution would be, he said, my solution would be to be, my solution would be to better utilize satellites to identify the potential for wildfires and treat those areas. He's right about that. I, you know, I can't understand every year, man. It's always California. It's, it's just un, uh, it's unfortunate. All right, here, gun control. Unfortunately, as bombings have become the norm in the Middle East, England, France, and Africa, so has mass shootings become the norm in the United States. What is driving all the violence is mental health issues, political, religious, and racial divide. Once again, an excellent point, Johnny D. That's why you are the man. And finally, on Jeff Sessions, he says, look, thank goodness for firing him. He's a racist, and Trump did the country a justice by his firing, although the alternative will most likely be as racist. Johnny D., what can okay. you say, Mr. Elias? Well thought. All right, back to you, yes. Jerome. Back to our regularly scheduled program. <laughs> okay, my bad, my bad. All right, had, had an emergency in a second. All right, so we had um, 
Again, 23 state legislative states. It's, 20, uh, it's 367 since 2017. So it's 323 now, but 367 since last year. So the Democrats won more seats this week than any race in 40 years. That's 102 million people voted across the board. So don't mm. talk about wow. voter turnout, and you can't get people out to vote. So voters back Democratic presidents, so that you know, six of 11 passed seven elections, and Trump really did lose by 2.9 million votes. So only for Trump saying that this was a complete success for him, and he's happy about it. Here's a number that Trump people need to listen to. Only 28% of Trump-endorsed candidates won. 28%. Mm. So let's, <laughs> wow. let's, not talk, let's not talk about even on this program and say that there was high profile. There are flukes in the central system. There are glitches in the matrix. But there are not, there were 28% winning racial for him. Right. Wow. Yeah. Now, the, a powerful new Democratic chairman vows to pursue cabinet officials who abuse their, their post and investigate Trump for acting in his own financial interests. So newly empowered chair Elijah Cummings of Maryland is vowing to investigate Trump yes. um, serving his own financial interests. Yes. So, mm. and also, I can't wait till Nunez go to jail because that dude's gonna go. Yeah. You think he's you gonna know, go to jail? It, it oh yeah. Yeah. Because when they find, when they investigate, find out that he deliberately covered up, he's gonna go to jail. Because that that means that he knowingly committed a crime. You know how people say, "Well, we don't know what is in what's in his heart." We know. He was trying to help out Donald Trump. So, you know. Um, Alexander, uh, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, of course, won her seat in New York 14 um, after de defeating a Republican. Um, she is the youngest woman to be elected in 20. Uh, she's 29 years old. And so even listening to her, to Nancy Pelosi's credit, she said those guys won their races and they went they ran on um, their own platforms. And we have to incorporate or listen to them to see how we go forward. It is not us that's going to make the decision. We are going to make the decision. And that's mm. the only reason why I say Nancy Pelosi should stay, because she understands the system better. And if she's willing to alter and be more aggressive and progressive, according to the wins that they just have, Nancy Pelosi can stay. Chuck Schumer got his mouth closed, and he needs to be out of there. So mm. and take Gillibrand with you. And both of them are senators in my state, and I can care less. All right. Mm. So, a white election judge resigned <laughs> that you know, filmed. <laughs> hey, hey, that, that ain't no joke. I can tell. I can tell the truth. He's that old too. So there you go. So, a white election judge uh, re resigned after she was filmed throwing a black woman who had an accent out of a Texas polling site because she yeah. was confused about where to vote. So she I she resigned. That. Yes. Yeah. Wow. We need to know about the irregularities that happened in there. And, um, you know, Florida decided to restore um, felons' voting rights. So it's going to be automatically restored, given 1.5 million um, felons or convicts or whatever you want to call them who were ineligible to vote the ability to cast their votes if they complete their sentences. So once they're out, they can vote. Mm. Yes. 
wonder how they're going to try man, to suppress who, that. I wonder how they're going to oh, try to suppress yeah, that he, now. Gillum would have won that by a landslide. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Out of 1.5 million, he would have got 100% of that 1.2 that would have voted. Like, he would have gotten, they would have came out. Right. Um, yeah, that's what we talked about. Yeah. We we said that in the first segment. I mean, the bottom line is, had those people been eligible, we wouldn't be having this conversation. Yeah. Yeah. Now, Alabama and West Virginia uh, limit abortion rights by voting. Um, voting citizens have no rights to the procedure, creating a backup plan for Roe versus Wade. Um, it was overturned. There's an there's an amendment on the state house side that the, uh, it proposed that Roe versus Wade, that the 1973 ruling that legalized abortion, um, they made sure that if it's repealed on the national level in the federal courts, that Alabama and Virginia put those in place at the state level, so you can mm. still have abortions in Alabama and West Virginia. If even federal reverses Roe versus Way. Wow. Yeah, that was that's important. That's important to know that yes, Democrats are taking over super majorities in like fourteen states now. And you're looking at Alabama and West Virginia who just said, just in case I overturn it, we're putting something in here to curb you <laughs> for, from overturning it. Yeah, we're talking about the minority um, power structure in this country, which is the Republicans, now starting to get checked on their power. And once they get out of office, they ain't coming back. Right. There's no way the voting, the, the electorate is going to change. Okay, now, um, you know, astronomers believe that um, there's an unusual o- object that has entered the solar system um, last October. They said that it might be an alien probe. So, um, <laughs> two, two, Two people from uh, uh, Harvard um, said that there's a cigar-shaped um, probe that's in our um, solar system now, and they think that it's just um, a probe, and it could mm. be a spaceship. So don't, don't get too scared, because they, they're coming to take Donald Trump home. I'm coming home. <laughs> <laughs> it didn't work, man. They're going to come back and get him. So, you know, uh, um, also, I don't know if we um, talked about the story where um, there was a, a case where um, Alyssa Milano was invited to speak to a woman's group. Um, and the founder, the Black Lives Matter founder, who, um, who was putting on the forum, um, got a request, and I don't know, I can't quote him, but the request was that Alyssa Milano said that she would have to disinvolve uh, um, Mr. Farrakhan for her to come to this black people's event. So, oh, really? Yeah. So, you know, social media ate her up. And I, I used to like her, but here's the thing. This is, this is pure, this is purely from the side of a colonizer, right? We go to your events and then we tell you, oh, you can't invite that person. I don't like them. And try to make everybody else dislike them because you dislike somebody. <laughs> so Alyssa Milano is going to get our newly formed Colonizers Award. Thanks for revealing yourself. That I used to like her. Not no well. So, um, you know, a Florida judge says that, um, well, actually, the Supreme Court rejected a request by the Trump administration to halt a trial 
um, that challenged the inclusion of a question uh, on the um, concerning citizenship on the 2020 census. So what they wanted to do is they wanted to put on the census, I guess 18 states challenged this, but they want to, to have you um, determine what your sex and race, like it was, it was a way to parse people. And they wanted to try to figure out who was um, aliens or something. But, they, you know, the census is supposed to be non-political, and they need to get a real count of people. So they were trying, they're trying to scare people off of um, taking the census so it keeps their numbers down so that the Republicans have more control over district, um, over redistricting. So you can see how this is all playing off on the state level. If they suppress your numbers by getting you not to fill out a census form, then they will still look like they have the majority and they will redistrict around you. So if you can, mm. you know, yeah. So congressional districts are determined by population. So if you can get the people in inner city scared to fill out a census form, then you can say, oh, you know what? I know that we didn't count 50,000 people in this area, so we can count 50,000 in the rural area and make that a part of the congressional district. Mm. But they lost. They lost in court. So, um, Gunn sent over um, eight, I guess it was 8,000 kids to ER every year from gun injuries or related injuries. So they said it cost $3 billion. This is what researchers from John Hopkins called its first nationally um, representative study on ER visits for gun injuries amongst kids. So 8,000 every year. All right, now, authentic Nazi Christmas ornament, Confederate flags, and KKK robes are sold openly at this Louisville gun show last week. It was just two days after black people were fatally shot in a hate crime, and they have Nazi ornaments and Confederate flags and robes. Mm -hmm. Wow. Yeah, it was at the Kentucky Expo Center in Louisville. People are people are getting bold, but they are they, really they not crazy. They can stay bold around their own people. That's all I want to say for that. Now, um, dozens of cereal, um, cereals, oatmeal, and snack bars contain trace amounts of a weed killer that has been linked to cancer, according to a new report uh, released by an environmental working group. And they found that 26 of 28 oat-based cereal products had levels um, that were unacceptable. And, and it's the same ingredient that's in that um, weed killer Roundup. So wow. products include Honey Nut Cheerios, Quaker Oats, Oatmeal Squares, Quaker Oats, really? oat, Overnight Oats. Yes, all of those have traces of Roundup, the weed killer. Well, that's crazy, man. Yeah. All right, I should yeah, get you to the one throw them out. You, you, we have time for one I, more story. You want one more? You, you have a good one? Okay. Yeah, do you, okay, we, we well, squeeze two of them together just, quick. Uh, well, okay, I just want, I can, I can just do this one, because New York City is, has a steakhouse that has an up to eight-pound sandwich with five different kind of meats, cheeses, fondue, oh, filling oh, that's $375. Oh, my God. Everybody, huh? people are trying to hurt themselves. Really? Benjamin Steakhouse uh, Prime in New York City. The sandwich is called a BMT meat stack with a twist on the BLT instead of lettuce. There's more meat. And it's just more stupid. They're trying to kill people, man. Yeah, yeah. 
That's wow. that's all I want to say about that. Awesome. They really are. Wow. <laughs> yep. Jesus. Okay. I know. I didn't, I didn't know what to say about that. Yeah. Right, well, that makes two of us. I mean, you know, I thought the heart attack burger was bad, but I guess this one is right there. My goodness. Yeah. Thank that's you gonna so be a much, choking sir, heart attack. Always. <laughs> there you just, go. Just shut it down immediately. Oh my God! This is crazy. <laughs> All right, you roll, my man. All right, folks, you know what time it is. It is time for our final thoughts. It's been a wonderful show. Let's get him in, though. Uh, Mr. Dele, I mean, I'm sorry, Jerome. Uh, final thoughts, man. Yes, sir. All right, quickly, I just want to say, you know, with such an overwhelming victory, that only Democrats can find sorrow in such a big victory. But I think January 1, when Mueller and, um, you know, who, who cares who the attorney general is? I guarantee you, he gave that report to Rosenstein just before uh, that happened or right after. So there's probably two reports out there that that guy's going to try to suppress. And when the Democrats have those hearings, Rosenstein going to go, oh, here's my copy. <laughs> and so everybody take a deep breath and enjoy the win and watch these fools freak out because that's what they're going to do. And it's what they usually do. All right, everybody have a good week. And like LDS good said, one, get out and vote, which y'all did. So he can't—he probably can't say that no more. But <laughs> good job, LDS. <laughs> keep on that. <laughs> keep on. Keep it on. All right. Final thoughts here from Johnny D. He says, look, to all the men and women uh, who served, have a blessed uh, Veterans Day. May God continue to have grace and mercy in your life. Lastly, this is another great show in which God allowed the team to provide information, opinions, and entertainment. What a responsibility, honor, and blessing. You know what? It's a it's an honor and a blessing to have you associated with the show, Johnny. You know how I feel about you. I love you. And there ain't a dang old thing you can do about it, my little bro. The man against the first and last word here on the serious side, the one and only Mr. L to the E to the S. Final thoughts, sir. Well, you know, me and Jay, uh, we've been, man, we've been, wow, brothers for a long, 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 long time. I mean, we don't come from the same mother, but hey, look, we always go at each other. But I'd I personally like to say thank you, Jay, for your service to the country. Thank you, Johnny D, for your service to the country. And all the, all the American veterans, I thank you for all your service to our country, because without you, we wouldn't have the freedoms that we have. And also well, get, out and get out and vote. Get out and vote. All right. Thank you so much. All right. My, my final thoughts are uh, pretty much along those lines. Look, thanks to all the people who put it on the line for this nation. I know sometimes it's, it can be tough. Sometimes you're wondering who you're serving, what type of person you have in the White House. And there's some of you guys who really embrace this cat. You know, whatever. That's the beauty of this country. It allows you to be free and vote. And do what you want That's what this is all about This is not Russia This is not China This is not some third world country This is the United States of America And in this country We have the the right to do things But the only thing I'm going to leave you with is this Folks, look at what's going on What's happening is blatant What they're doing is blatant You know, just like anything else If you were running an election And you were running against an opponent that not only was your opponent, but this person controlled the election results, wouldn't you be upset? Wouldn't you be mad? I'm pretty sure if you sat down and gave truth serve to the most ardent uh, supporter of Trump, they would say, you know what, that sounds a little, little hanky-panky. That's what it is. It's nonsense. Listen, folks, open your eyes and see what's going on in this country. And last and certainly not least to all the single mothers out there, 
There are fathers out there who want to be a part of kids' lives. Stop trying to wear that as a moniker and accept the fact that that man wants to be in that child's life. Stop it, because some of the stuff that's going on is ridiculous. And, folks, before you sit here and uplift people for being single mothers, make sure you know the background information, because some of these mothers are being single because they want to, and, and they will not accept the father's help. So keep that in mind as well. And on that note, Mr. L.E.S., Sunday. We're talking serious stuff. What time is it, my friend? It's time for the serious side of the Jay Brown Show. Folks, as always, it's been a pleasure and an honor to serve you. So, for Kathleen Williams, for Jackie, for Johnny D, for Sabatha, You are listening to the TJRS Radio Network. Network.